Welcome to Enneagram U with Damon and Kelly, where we explore the mysteries of human personality and help you learn more about you. Whether you're a skeptic or an enthusiast, together we'll take you on a journey of self-discovery using the ancient wisdom of the Enneagram. This is Enneagram U. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Enneagram U. My name is Damon. I'm here with my friend Kelly. Hi, Kelly. Hey, Damon. Wow, Kelly, we are... We're flying with the wings. We are flying, flapping those wings. Yeah, but I guess we'll have to talk about feelings first. Yes. Good. I'm glad you didn't forget. I just want to get it out of the way <laughs> as quickly as possible. Rip the Band-Aid off. Yeah. Well, I have a feeling. I, I'm I'm feeling, um, I didn't, I don't know. I couldn't name my feeling today, so I'll say I feel calm. Okay. I'm calm. Yeah. That's a feeling. It is. Serene. Mm-hmm. Peaceful. Yeah. It's a good feeling for a nine. Yeah, it's, it, it was good. I had an outdoorsy weekend. Okay. Yeah, we had a family camp out. Wow. I wouldn't necessarily picture you as someone who camped. Yeah, you got that right. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you're in good company. You're not a camper? I'm not a camper. Well, this was this was camping, but not probably some people's definition of camping. Okay. It was... It was it was a step above a tent. Okay. So it was a, it was a cabin like okay tent. Uh, you had shelter. Situ- yeah, but we had you know bonfire and fire yeah. you know the fire pit and all that and played games. Nice. It was a, an extended family thing and yeah, so yeah. it was semi fun. Good flushable toilet. Yes. Okay. Yes, that's a great question because <laughs> that's some, the level for me. Yeah, with camping. Well, my family had we had one. We've had. No, more than one terrible camping experiences because we have done it fairly regularly and we have tent camped before. Okay. I'm just no good at it. Oh, me neither. And one time, uh, so one time we stayed at a place that was just so, so bad that that became our bar. And, you know, like that's the level. If it's above that, we're going to make it, yes, you know, so we will survive. And then I had a friend who told me one time, the reason you don't like camping is because you have the, you don't have the right gear. And if you would invest in all of the right gear to camp correctly, you would love it. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, I think there is some truth to that. Because if you feel damp or cold or you're too hot or whatever, a lot of times it's just, yeah, the tent you have isn't the greatest thing. Right. Or the sleeping bag you have, yeah, that's not going to cut it either. Or right. why are you sleeping on the ground? Or, you know, so there's all these things that real campers know that I don't know. And it's just like any other hobby yeah, um, or adventure. You got to pour a little money into it. And I got to tell you, I'm not going to be doing that. <laughs> I mean, I am with you in that because I think the money that it costs, and then you also have to house all the items yeah. that you can camp with. Yeah. I'm like an Airbnb. Right. Like just stay at a hotel. Yeah. And I, I wish I was better on this because I do like, as we've talked about, I do love the outdoors. Right. So that part of it, I really, really like. I love walking, all of that. I But the work that it takes to prepare to camp and then when you get home, you're work you're working all the time that you're there. Like if you're tent camp, I mean, it's like, wait, I thought this was relaxation. This is vacation. But yeah, but some yeah. people, for some people, doing that is very relaxing, mm-hmm. and they love it. And it's probably an art to them, like you said, it's a hobby. Mm-hmm. Versus for me, right? Like, give me a good night's sleep in a nice, comfortable bed. Yeah, and then I'll go outside. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, yes. I'm a wimp. I know it. And I grew up on the farm too. Yeah. So you're an outdoors guy. Yeah. And, and, but on the farm, it's different there too, because you, when you go outside, you're working and yes, you're see? working, you're really working towards not working. Yes. You're working towards <laughs> going inside. Right. Right. <laughs> I built this house or I bought this house yes. and it's amazing and Paid I want to stay in it. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> 
Well, we lost uh, quite yes. a few uh, followers right yes. there. Well, by, God bless you if you like yeah. to camp. Yeah, I do too. If you would like to take me camping, I will go along. Yes, if you have all the equipment. Right. Is I'm, I can show up and be dry and then just leave. Fix my food. Right. Yeah, we're good. <laughs> Yeah, okay. But you're obviously, it did something to you for, you know, you having the feelings of feeling calm today, being outside was probably... Yeah, I think I need one more day. Anytime I take a longer weekend or a a so-called vacation, I think I need a vacation day after the vacation. A transition, re-entry day. Right. Yeah. Yeah, so I'm sorry I talked a lot about that, um, but how are you feeling? Should move to you. Yeah, so I don't know if I've shared that my family are Raider fans. Uh, I don't know if you shared Las it here, Vegas but I did know that. Raider fans. I tried. I was a Raider fan when I was young. I know. I loved them then. Mm-hmm. They, they were, won. They were good then. <laughs> they were the Sunday night game. Yes, I watched. Night. I watched a lot of it. It was agonizing. They have a new quarterback, right? Yes. And he just. And the coach. And, you know, I don't know enough about it to blame. It was frustrating. But it was just so mismanaged. Mm-hmm. And, you know, now that they're in Las Vegas, like the amount of fans that come from the other team are probably equal or even greater. It so was like a Steelers game. It was a Steelers game. Mm-hmm. Yes. And, yeah. you know, they always make you feel like there's a little bit of hope. You know, they just, ugh, mm-hmm. maybe three quarters. It's like, oh, yeah, this is done. This is done. And then, oh, we're coming back. Oh, no. Yeah. We're going to attempt a field goal. With You're really a Raiders fan then. You're all in I emotionally. I married into it. Mm-hmm. Well, and I think as an eight, Mm-hmm. That competition comes in. Yeah. So at a certain point last night, I just picked up my Kindle. I was like, I've got to read. I've got to read something. I've got to be distracted because my heart was beating fast. And even though yes. it doesn't like matter, it matters. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I feel that way when I'm watching the Chiefs. And and that's a to to go from a Raiders fan to a Chiefs fan is very difficult because they're arch rivals. Oh my gosh! Right? It took me a lot of years to do that. Mm-hmm. I, I became a Chiefs fan when Joe Montana joined sure. the Chiefs. So that gives away again how old I am. But that was fun when he. It was like okay, I can. I can watch the Chiefs now like everybody around me because I was living in Missouri. And, and He's a good guy, a yeah, good transition. Yeah, and then I kind of stuck with them even though they couldn't win anything mm-hmm. then either. I mean, not really. Yeah. I was rooting for the Raiders. I was. Yeah. I want to see them do. I love their stadium. Oh, my gosh. It is incredible. The Super Bowl is there this The year. Super Bowl will be there. Yes. Oh. Do you hear the horn? I do hear horn. Is that my car? Nope. Oh. Somebody else's. (laughs) Yeah, that was interesting. Yeah, their stadium looks like... You've been there. Yes, we were there last year, um, and it just looks like it's from the set of Star Wars, like just this black, beautiful stadium. They have this huge flame, um, you know, that just goes from top to bottom in memory of Al Davis, and Mm -hmm. they have a live band that plays just up on this, like, big platform. It looks cool. It is so cool. If I had to pick a game... And I think the world agrees because yeah. they all want to go to Vegas as yes. soon as they're playing. Because the there's always so much other things to do, mm-hmm. so many other things. Yeah, yeah. I love that. So, uh, yeah. I'm sorry. So, how are you yeah. feeling? You didn't really say. Yeah. So, just annoyed. <laughs> I'm feeling annoyed being a Raider fan. Oh. And also, I mean, my husband and son, especially my son, loves the Raiders and bless his heart, his whole life. He's 21, mm-hmm. and they've just stunk the whole mm-hmm. time of his life. So you just see his frustration. Yeah, so. you have a couple of, uh, I've been to your house and I have seen two jerseys and I was surprised to see Kenny Stabler's jersey. Yeah. Is that his jersey? That's a signed jersey. Wow. Uh, and then we also have Plunkett's yeah. uh, signed jersey. And yeah. so, yeah, and for my husband, it's been his That's real lifelong fandom. team yeah. too. And you can't be a bandwagon mm-hmm. fan, but hey, 
Monday morning, I'm just like, Ugh, I'm done. <laughs> Give me any other game to watch. Yeah, well, I'm going to pay attention to the Raiders this year. They, yes. They, um, I mean, they have all the makings to win. I know. And, uh, but just, they just can't put it together. Seems like that's been the theme. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Annoyed, frustrated. Mm-hmm. Also apathetic. <laughs> I want to be apathetic. I don't want to care. They drag me back in every week. Yeah. You're going to watch them every week. You I know. Win or lose. That's good. They, yeah. I'm just going to have my Kindle mm-hmm. close by so I <laughs> can right. distract myself. Okay. Yeah. Well, what are we talking about today? We are talking about wings. All right. We are talking about the five and the six and their wings. Okay. So the five, just as a reminder, is the wise person. So these are the ones that are very intellectual. They love learning. They love to know um, about all the different things that they have interest in. Um, Their struggle is with greed. Now, it's not greed like material greed, uh, but more of like storing up all their uh, information and they have a hard time putting it into the world. So we talked about them feeling um, that analysis paralysis. Mm -hmm. I remember that. Yes. So the five uh, has two wings. They have wing four or wing six. And so the five wing four, so we have titles. Uh-huh. Uh, so it is called the philosopher. Okay. And so this uh, five wing four is um, very creative and imaginative um, and more expressive than uh, maybe the five wing six. Mm-hmm. So uh, with that, their basic desire is they just want to be capable to be able to know and do what they're drawn to. Again, that four wing is very creative. And so they want to be able to be capable with the things that they have interest in. Mm-hmm. Uh, so they're curious, they're reserved, a little bit more attentive with that four wing. Mm-hmm. That it, It's interesting. I wouldn't always think of a person who's really interested in facts and data. Mm-hmm. That's what I do when I think of a five. I could be wrong, but I think a lot of folks are yeah. interested in analyzing things that they also have a creative side. Right. Well, that's where we'll see. And as we have seen, uh, the wings can sometimes feel just like the opposite. And if you think about the five, we move into the head triad with the five, six, and seven. But with the four wing, uh, the four wing is the heart triad. So Mm -hmm. this is where you see for those that have that dominant four wing, where they do have that um, ability to connect to um, emotions. Uh, That four really is expressive with their emotions. They understand their emotions. Um, And so, yeah, that's where you see that play out for the five wing four. It seems opposite. It does like passionate for data. Yes. Well, there you go. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, They're either extremely conflicted or they're just a more rounded person. Yes. Well, and this is where uh, they want us to know that they really love learning new things. And so for them, there's that excitement with kind of a new project. Um, They also love to have time to process too. And I think that's really reflective of a four. Fours like to just have time and space for what is going on around them, whether it's their emotions, but then we see like the five uh, wanting time just to process that time to be um, alone. And then also something else that they really loved is admiration. Oh yeah. I remember that from the four, I think. Yeah. Yep. And so just that sense, I think for the five wing four, this is where they probably really appreciate having a title to feel proud of. Uh, They worked hard to uh, maybe gain the degrees or gain the insights that they have. And so they just like to be admired uh, and appreciated. Um, but, uh, some things to watch for if you have a five wing four in your life is it really bothers them to be criticized harshly. Now, I think I pretty much every number we've talked about, don't criticize me, you know, which I think is important because think about like our human nature, 
maybe being open to feedback is different than being criticized. Mm -hmm. Um, And so fives really take in things that we say to them, and they may interpret them as being criticized harshly. And so just as they would be thoughtful in sharing with us, we want to be thoughtful in sharing with them as well. Um, Also, if they are made to feel incompetent. I could see that one. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. They want to know what they know. Um, but maybe if we're pushing them too hard for answers when they haven't had time to think, it just creates this feeling of being incompetent. Okay. Yeah. And then uh, the last thing with the five wing four, the philosopher is they really don't like it when we keep them from exp- expressing themselves. And so they are going to be more expressive. They may not be extroverted in how they express, but just giving them space to think, giving them space to process thoughts and feelings is really important to them. Love it. So yeah. the philosopher. The philosopher. No, don't be criticizing your philosopher, but do admire them. Yes, <laughs> exactly. That's great. Okay, so next is the five wing six. And the title that is given to this combo is the troubleshooter. Yeah, these two are, I mean, like they're, you just continue. Yes. I can see that. Yes, that's right. So for them, they are really, um, they really desire being uh just really competent in knowing things. Um, And so they're very logical and practical and also very independent. And so if I had to say, so all fives are usually more introverted on that spectrum. Mm -hmm. I would say the five wing four is more, uh, maybe a little bit more extroverted. The five wing six is probably uh, more introverted. Okay. Uh, they like to be independent, work by themselves, uh, having lots of space for the mind. And we can see that because the five and the six are both in the head triad. Right. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. And so they really love being able to solve problems, having space to just gather more information. They love alone time. Mm-hmm. And then what uh, the five wing six would uh, want us to know about them um, is don't ask them to be emotionally vulnerable. <laughs> Me. Yeah. <laughs> That's great. Yes. So for them, especially not being put on the spot, right? we want to encourage all the numbers, but especially the five wing six to uh, be able to have a space for emotions in their lives, but not to put them on the spot, Um, you know, asking them how, how they're feeling Mm -hmm. to tell us what you're feeling right now. Yeah. And that's true with the five generally, Mm -hmm. right? Yeah. You're like, you're not supposed to really kind of call them out and ask them for an answer. Don't put them on the spot. Right. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And then also uh, don't fill them with doubt. You know, and so that six is the one that's already thinking through worst case scenarios Mm -hmm. and doubting. And so I think a lot of times if we bombard a five uh, wing six with things that we might be concerned about, um, that they just really feel then overwhelmed. Like, how do I figure out all of this? How do I uh, keep everybody safe, but also have enough information to do that? Mm -hmm. And then the other thing that they really don't like is when we require a lot of their time. Okay. And so, you know, especially if we're maybe working with a five wing six, uh, and also this would play out true for a one, uh, to really be um, prudent with our time. Uh, You know, if we say the meeting's going to last 20 minutes, that it's going to last 20 minutes Mm -hmm. uh, for a five wing six, if the meeting lasts 20 minutes or supposed to, and it's like 45 minutes, they're like, oh, I've got all these, like, they're taking my time. Right. Yeah. Okay. okay, That's interesting. Um, Don't give them doubt. Mm-hmm. Right. That's an interesting thing. Um, so if I'm uh, working with a five wing six, I may not want to do a lot of processing out loud, especially if it's, you know, you're hitting kind of some negative. Um, you're, 
when I say processing out loud, what I mean is like, you don't know the answer. Right. But you're just kind of going through the scenarios. Yes, externally and, processing. Right. Yeah. And, and some of those scenarios are negative. That could be kind of draining to that person because right. we're just speculating. And now I'm feeling worse. And I mean, yeah, I mm-hmm. can't, I, I mean, they, yeah. So and I think I for that. a five wing six, they're going to take that external processing as uh, an opportunity to try to figure things out. But yet if it's uh, more of just like, processing and hey, we'll never cross that bridge. But in their mind, they're like, I got to figure out a way to cross that bridge because we're going to get there. Right. So if I would suggest then that if you ever do that, you tell those folks that I'm processing out loud. Yes. I'm not coming with you with just negative answers that are true and factual. Right. We don't have to create a plan for this. Yeah. Okay. Now, I would say it's important to give the five wing sixes, a space for them to process doubts or for Mm -hmm. them to process some of the things that they're maybe um, having some concern about. But then, you know, just having that awareness that, yeah, they may take it really to heart and to mind. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And keep things on time. Yeah. Like you you use, but it's okay to go longer, but you need to tell them. Yes. Okay. Or even give a space to say, Hey, looks like we're going to need a few more minutes. Uh, If you need to go ahead and go, that's fine. Mm -hmm. Um, Just to let them know that, uh, that you're watching the clock too. Yeah, yeah, I kind of like this number wing five, wing six a lot because yeah. you don't have to be vulnerable and you can just like say, hey, I got to go. And right. it's, they're pretty, you get a hall pass. They're pretty introverted, it looks like. So yes, this yeah. is feeling like home. Yeah. I mean, like, good job. Good job, five, wing six. Yes. You know how to live life. Yeah. You've got it all figured out. <laughs> yeah. uh, well, then moving to the six, wing five. Okay. So we remember that sixes are the loyal person. Uh, They are our tried and true friends that are always prepared. They really want to make the world a safe and secure place. Uh, But their struggle is with fear. Um, And again, so worst case scenarios, um, what could go wrong? They're already thinking it through. And so for the six wing five, their title is the guardian. Yeah. And so for them, they are all about security. Mm -hmm. Uh, They love to be logical. And they're very hardworking, and they're also, uh, they appreciate working independently. So you can see that five wing six, six wing five similarities there. Mm-hmm. Uh, what they love to do is they love to solve complex problems. And so they would be the ones that you would come to and just say, hey, here's the scenario. Would you give us some insights on what might be some ways that we can solve this issue? Because um, yeah. they find a lot of uh, value in that. And that's another thing that uh, six wing fives love to be valued. Uh, and they also really appreciate reliable relationships. So they are that reliable, faithful person in so many relationships. But when you can be that reliable person in their life, uh, they appreciate that so much. Um, you know, I think about usually sixes, uh, and there's other numbers that do this too, probably the the sixes or maybe the eights and the threes, every relationship needs that initiator. You know, that person that reaches out and says, hey, we said, let's have coffee. Let's have coffee. Mm-hmm. Uh, but for a six, uh, I think they would really appreciate that if we could be that reliable friend for them and, and reach out to them. Okay. Yeah. Now, right. uh, for the six wing five, what they want us to know that they don't appreciate is uh, they really feel rejection and take it personally. And so, uh to be able, again, to have that conversation, um, maybe about boundaries, maybe about what you might need in a relationship versus just cutting them off. Very, very uh, hurtful to them. Okay. Um, also, this is one that's very interesting. They really don't like sudden changes. Yeah. So like, hey, if this is what the plan's going to be, we need to stick to the plan if all possible. Okay. 
And then last but not least, they don't like small talk. What? Awesome. <laughs> oh, yeah. my goodness. All right. Yeah. That's good to know. Man, this is going to make it hard to talk to any human being on the earth because I'm just, I got to process all the stuff. I uh, Before we can, ha- first of all, I need to have your number and I need to get my notebook out. Yes. Now I can talk to you. Maybe we could come up with some quick yeah. Oh, um, app or something <laughs> relating to my friend who is a, you know, seven wing six. Or, yeah. Yeah. That'd be cool. Like, here's, here's what you need to know. Here's what's going to make the relationship thrive. That wow. may be our ticket to uh, mm-hmm. be a millionaire. Oh, yeah. Let's do that. Yes. <laughs> All right. The last combo we'll talk about today is the six wing seven. So uh, we know the seven is the joyful person. And so the six wing seven is called the confidant. The confidant. Yes. So they, uh, as the six wing five, they're about uh, safety and security. Mm-hmm. And they are really caring and reliable and sociable. So they're going to be more of that extroverted uh, portion of the the six. Uh, very much a connector with relationships. Uh, and they love being around people. So they are the ones that uh, are going to say yes to the invitations to do something social. Uh, they may uh, also be the ones that uh, really create those environments for people to connect. Hmm. Um, they also really love when uh, a promise is kept. So again, uh, that trustworthiness, that loyalty. Loyal. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so, you know, with that, we want to watch because it's not that we all are promise breakers, but, you know, that, oh, hey, this didn't work out. Um, you know, if, hey, we commit to something. Uh, we need to, to be reliable and keep that promise with our, especially with our six wing sevens. Okay. And they also love new experiences, that's the seven. That is the seven. Mm-hmm. And you see that tug of war because the sixes, especially six wing five, don't make changes, keep right. everything as it is. Um, but for that six wing seven, yeah, they really lean into new adventures, new experiences. Yeah, it feels like that, <clears throat> again, they're either more rounded as an individual or more in conflict because yes. it doesn't <laughs> seem like those two. Five and six, six and five, I see that like, yeah. going together really well. But that six, seven... Well, and I wonder for the six uh, wing seven that's going to new experiences, if there has to be maybe uh, some research done to make sure that it's safe, Mm -hmm. you know, or uh, maybe have heard word of mouth. Uh, Like I'm thinking about um, a friend of mine who is a six wing seven uh, and just she loves to travel. And so for her knowing like where other people have had great experiences with uh, traveling or with this particular company or this particular area. Oh, that's a great example. Yeah. I, I think we, a lot of us do that, mm-hmm. um, but they probably really do that. Like, yeah, they I do the research. Know, I want to know the details. I want to know it's safe. I know it was successful for other people. Right. Whereas seven is just being like, let's go. Right. <laughs> we don't even research. <laughs> we don't even look. Yes. Yeah. We will make it what it is. We but- jump and then hope that we can land. That's a, yeah, I'm so in, in a lot of ways, I, I really like that too. Yeah. That's really cool. Well, and then finally with uh, six wing seven, the things that they want us to know that they don't like, um, they uh, really have a hard time when their trust has been betrayed. Okay. And so, you know, you think about trust. Uh, what I used to say in counseling is trust is really built on consistency over time, um, being honest, being open. And so if a friend, again, that a six is loyal to betrays that trust, that is a deep, deep wound for mm-hmm. them. Um, and it's, again, it can't, it's not that it can't be mended, but it's going to take both 
really working on that the person that broke trust to really be consistent to be open and honest and then for the six if that trust is broken for them to extend opportunities to build trust so another person might not not a six wing seven might say okay i forgive you i get it yeah it was just a mistake yeah let's move on it happens six wing seven's like no no yeah. We got to stop and chat about this a little yes, bit. Yes, we've okay. got to rebuild the foundation. Mm-hmm. Uh, because again, they are going to be our friends for life if possible. And so if we don't rebuild that foundation, yeah, it's just not going to be long lasting. Um, mm-hmm. So that's great. Yes. The other thing uh, that they would want us to know is that they do not want to be surrounded by negativity. Again, not that they it not that they want to put their head in the sand, but mm-hmm. you know, just again, the seven wants to be positive, wants to think about the fun and the joy. So mm-hmm. um, maybe it would be a balance of positive and negative, or just that recognition that wow, being negative really drains them. Yeah. Well, the six is got a little fear base going yes. too. So you're yes. if you're negative, that increases the fear, mm-hmm. right? And so okay, so no negative vibes. That's right. (laughs) Give positive. And then the last thing that they really appreciate is when we can give them time. And so they don't like it when we rush their decisions. Okay. Now, of course, we need a deadline because we can't just leave it open-ended. But uh, being able to say, hey, I'd love for us to do this. Could you let me know by this time if that would work for you? Mm -hmm. Yeah, they don't, again, like to be put on the spot, um, Mm -hmm. similar to the five and that in the head triad. I'd say probably for the five, six, and seven, none of them like to be put on the spot because they want time to think things through. Right. Yeah. Even the seven? Even the seven. Okay. I mean, even though they may not be like, oh, let me think it through. Yeah. uh, They want space uh, and they don't want to be pressured. This is where they can get rebellious. uh, Like, don't put me on the spot. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, so much. So I think this app we're going to make ha- yes. probably has to be, you know, connected to the an Apple Watch or something so that you can just say, hey, I'm communicating with a six wing seven. Yes. And every time you're doing something wrong, it like shocks yes. you. It buzzes, buzzes your <laughs> it arm. It makes a noise. Yeah. It beep, beep, wrong thing to say. <laughs> oh, sorry. Yes. It, or it could just feed you what you're supposed to say. Right. Oh, man. I mean, maybe some connection to AI. Yeah, of course. Well, that's where it's all maybe going anyway. Maybe then it anyway. can become our mouthpiece. Mm-hmm. Like AI is actually speaking in our voice, you know, like Andy Stanley did for us in e- that introduction yeah. way back. It's quite easy. Yeah. <laughs> AI and the Enneagram. Oh, it it it, mm. it could go together. And then yeah. all the skeptics like me would be like, see, it's, it's totally evil. Yes. Because it's now connected to AI. Now we're robotic. That's right. Well, yeah. Kelly... Uh, Quickly, let's say the names of these again. Yes. Um, we've got the, there's a lot of information. So if you skip to the end, don't. <laughs> so I'm going to have Kelly just review uh, the the wings and the names of the wings that we talked about today. Yes. Go. So five wing four is the philosopher. Five wing six is the troubleshooter. Six wing five is the guardian. And six wing seven is the confidant. All right. That's amazing. Well, thanks everybody for joining us on Enneagram U. I hope you have a great week and we will see you next time. Bye, Kelly. Bye, Damon. Bye, Damon.